0: And they're tight! What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of the 3D Experience Podcast, episode 6. Now today, we are going to uh, go through and talk about some dark times in sports and, and some serious things going on in the world in general. But before we get into logistics, with me as always, David and Daniel, how are you guys doing?
1: Trying to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, honestly. This uh, coronavirus is definitely getting more serious and serious by the day. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy out here.
2: This is this is one of the worst times to be a sports fan.
0: Absolutely. I mean there's besides the fact that we can't really ha- have anything to watch, it's now coming to the point where we we're advised to not even go out go outside and socially distance yourself from other people. It's really it's really eye opening how things that were happening in Italy and China are now being implemented here with this the shutdown of restaurants, just any big events in general. It's really it's really serious.
2: Yeah, it is. It's And it's getting even more serious by the day, it seems. Like, you wake up and it's even more strict rules, more things are shut down, and you just feel like it's inevitable to the point that we might just end up exactly like how Italy is very soon.
0: Yeah, and I think that people aren't even, especially here in America, people aren't taking it as seriously as they should be. Yeah. I know I saw on the news a helicopter recording just the just panning the beach of clearwater uh, yeah, on Sunday and it was a packed day seriously like there was so many people at the beach on Sunday and that was after so many elected officials and professionals were advising to just stay away from just public areas just stay away from people you know it's because i'm sure all of you have if you don't know already I guess you can know now that coronavirus it's it's something that you will have and might not even know it yeah. No symptoms will show for at least 5 days. It could be within 5 days, so you could carry it, not not show any symptoms and, and just spread it without even knowing it, which makes that super dangerous because you don't know who you could spread it to that actually might have it worse than you do when symptoms actually come out.
2: By the time you start feeling the symptoms, it's already 5 at least 5 days too late. Yeah. You've been spreading it for days.
0: We could have it right now. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> and we're sharing it with <laughs> each other. <laughs> but it's also hard to uh, know what to
1: believe because if you look like at facebook and stuff like that it's the end of the world right but yeah. then there's experts also that are saying like that, that really. I, it's not too uh, that big of a deal like h1n1 was a lot worse and things like that That's and, but swine i just food, right? i just feel like i'm
2: sorry that was swine yeah food? that was the oh, swine okay, like yeah.
1: 10 years ago and i mean they say these things come and go which hopefully it's, it comes and goes soon but I sure hope so. Um, and they say every virus dies out eventually So it's just
2: a matter of time, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure it won't last for more than like four or five months. Like, it'll probably be seasonal. But then again, who am I to say? I'm I'm not like a licensed professional or anything like that. Uh, I just really hope this ends quickly so that we can get back to soccer, man. It is is going to be a dark time without it. And if it keeps getting pushed back and back, it's going to have even more implications. Well, there's talk
1: of La Liga being just ending. Really? Completely abolished? Completely. Jeez. So that would that would suck because Real Madrid's in second.
0: I know that the Premier League are discussing um, ending the season as well, but they need an uh, indiv- They need like a majority vote of each individual team in the Premier League this season, yeah. and um, none of the, them voted for it. Right, but the hypothesis is that uh, there are a few, there are large, like a good number of teams uh, in a majority that would be fine with like just yeah. voiding this season. Brighton Hope Albion right now, uh, yeah. Chelsea, uh, and then man city and sheffield too sheffield yeah. would probably be too pretty pretty happy
2: with it yeah um those teams right on the bubble probably between like 17th and 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 10th place wouldn't be too too uh disheartened if the season got canceled but yeah. at the same time the teams that are in relegation zone especially aston via aston via's uh, what a game behind so they're gonna feel completely hard done if they don't ever get to play that game that they have behind right like what how do they how do you decide that? Like, yeah. They've played one less game.
1: I mean, I'm sure the the teams that are like in top four wouldn't mind the season ending. Man, so, but it's those no, it fighting is. for those spots that are not gonna want it yeah. to end because
0: Well the thing is is um the there were the report that I read, it discussed that the only teams that would be like with Liverpool and not voiding the season would be the Leicester, the Manchester United because mm-hmm. they are doing really well right now and they're a lot better off than they thought they would be. Sheffield, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pretty much any team that, that over-delivered yeah. on their season. Over-performed the season. But yeah. those are, that, definitely everyone else would be fine. Because call me crazy, but Chelsea's one of the teams that actually would be fine with voiding this season. Because, well, you're in fourth. Yeah, yeah. we're in fourth, and uh, we we could have been hired just based on whether or not we didn't get this ban. Uh, I know Man City would definitely love to void this season because they – we're so out of the title race very, very early on. The only problem is
2: I would feel, and it's, I know it's selfish, I would feel so hard done if this if this thing continues and we don't get to play the rest of the Premier League. Because, yeah, yeah we get the title, but, like, you don't, as a fan, get that moment where you win yeah. it on the field and you watch your team knowing that they just got the points needed to secure the title, right. and they celebrate. You don't get that moment. You don't get, like, the fans being there. It's, it's rough, but, like if that happened it would be it'd be pretty tragic to wait 30 years and then that happened to be the winning way of the title yeah. and then i know man united fans would never let me live it down they would say oh you didn't actually any win the title any top 6 team yeah. fan would not they it would say oh you Liverpool wouldn't. especially everton and man united fans they would be like you didn't actually win the title
1: yeah i feel it must be hard <laughs> uh, especially for a liverpool fan Dude, just because you've waited years. this long for this moment just for the hap- that happy that happiness just
0: to be taken away but this is it's just so crazy because all, the only the only information that we know is is what all the club statements, all of the league statements that came out of just mm-hmm. hey we're just postponing all league like there's we won't have any games and we're not they said like a set time like until April fourth, April fifth. You 3rd, know that's yeah, gonna so be pushed up. back. Mm-hmm. You know it's gonna be pushed back. Yeah, for sure. And so we don't even know what these what possible solutions there could be for making up these games or not. Like one of them is possibly just voiding the season. Um, I also see some of, of uh, the, the leagues uh, putting in um, like requests to allow clubs to pay the players longer until June mm-hmm. just so the league can go on until June. But at that point, then you have to push back the Euros, and then everything is just delayed and delayed and delayed. Did you hear what Wayne Rooney said about this? What? His, his, uh, what he
2: said he thinks should happen is let this run its course and then finish the, the Premier League over past the summer and into this like the fall and finish it like before winter because World Cup uh in twenty twenty two in Qatar is going to be played in November, December. Yeah. January or something like that. So sometime in there. So if you finish around October, September, uh you have a month before what would be the 2020 world uh cup so if you do that for the next two seasons and just alter the next two seasons you can fit the world cup in perfectly and you won't have to have a, a big gap in the middle of the season but then what do you big, do with the euros you just abolish the euros you just say you
0: can't you can't no
2: I, they're, they're, I don't, they're just I think gonna push it back being pushed to uh,
1: december or yeah maybe, whatever they do i don't think that'd be a bad idea either. i
0: saw a rumor that they're just gonna push it back to next to next summer 2021 like summer well, 2021. I mean,
2: if you go with what Rooney said, that wouldn't be a bad idea, like, with adding it to yeah. the winter. Because yeah. you finish – you set, you let this run its course. You go, like, way past what you need to and just start it back again, like August. Finish the league October. You just need another two months. You finish – start August, finish October. And then you start the Euros in December.
0: But then, just, then would you leave the schedule like that from then on out? Instead yeah, of the start league going the, from August to May, it goes from – Yeah, from, like, March to – March to... March to October. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Maybe, like... Because then that's in law, so that means that that would also be in line with how the South American leagues run, too, because they mm-hmm. run from January yeah. to pretty much the rest of the world, because um, also the MLS runs from... They run from February to November. Yeah. So, uh, I guess so, yeah, so but so maybe I mean,
2: February, to, February to November, and then yeah. you start the Euros in, in January, uh, December, something like that, and then you ha- are right in line for when the World Cup comes around. I mean, if they're really not trying
1: to do all this rescheduling, I could see them just ending every season,
2: and just that way they don't worry about it. And then the only thing they would worry about is the Euros. The only thing is the ga- teams that are a game behind; like they, they will not let that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's the tricky. If part. you
0: lend it how it is, yeah, because mm-hmm. they they didn't get to make up that game. That yeah, is yeah. true, but that would only be the case for about. Actually, that'd be a lot. For the Premier League, it'd be a lot because there's a big relegation big relegation battle and mm-hmm. a big battle for top four that the points are so narrow. So for the team, teams that have one last game, that's a whole three points that they could have made up. Mönchengladbach
2: would be kicked out of European competition as well.
0: Yeah. But another another big issue about like all this delaying, and it doesn't just affect all these top clubs in Europe or, or just soccer in general. It's affecting the NFL, the XFL, the MLB, NHL, NBA is just the paying of all these people that have mm-hmm. their careers in these sports that are yeah. being delayed indefinitely. I mean, I know...
1: The workers of the exactly. Yeah,
0: the, the people that don't get credited or that just work behind the scenes, just to work day-to-day yeah. inside the facilities. Um, now, I know most of, the, like, every top team in each in each league are continuing to pay their workers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have said that, but what do you do about the second league, the, the yeah. third league, oh, those people th- that don't make enough money mm-hmm, to yeah. keep these people employed, and they're actually being a lot of layoffs. So it's it's really troubling times for those people because now this it's almost like this coronavirus is just completely affecting just your your wealth. Yeah, you know, like, like it's a lot start depression.
2: A lot of clubs came out and said this this virus is bigger than just football. Yeah, like it's it's a world pandemic as it. Still is, but we have to figure this out and then whatever happens after that happens after that. As bad as it sounds, I just
0: I just hope we finish the season. Yeah. There is life outside of football and and it's, now it's just crazy how how mu- how much it's impacting our lives now. Yeah. So um to lighten up the mood about the to about yeah. this uh day, let's some. let's move yeah. on to uh it's not uh, gonna lighten my mood, but uh. <laughs> At <least for> some. <laughs> we do have some luckily we did get to um have a few games before the just final cutoff of and postponement um the last leg of four champions league games um so we have the red bull the red bull tottenham game the atalanta valencia psg dortmund liverpool of the last leg of the champions league so mm-hmm. let's start with the the red bull tottenham game i thought it was a great game oh <laughs> great
1: game yeah i mean if for Leipzig.
0: yeah for Leipzig. yeah for, and for uh well, I just thought it was a great game in general because Red Bull Red Bull Leipzig just they looked, played so well yeah, you know? especially with no really fans well. it yeah looked, Sabitzer went off Sabitzer yeah. had a great game and as a team that um, they were they were home mm-hmm. um they obviously they looked so comfortable at home mm-hmm. but they were playing so direct and, and it was so easy for them to to find the empty pockets um in between the defensive lines of Tottenham and yeah one player I want to point out is Angelino was instrumental in their win he was the
2: aggressor on the left wing at all times even though he's playing left back he was really getting up there gave an assist to uh sabitzer and as well as he actually gave an assist to uh timo Berner, but it got called off sides right um but he was he was outstanding i think he was one of their best attacking base players for the game and he still was pretty solid on defense as well
0: yeah he was definitely very influential but i mean you can't you have to give the man of the match a submitter because... Oh, yeah. Shooter shoot, and he shoot took his, his chances, shoot. yeah, yeah it's a and good shot. and he, he definitely delivered, but Tottenham are just so bad right now. <laughs> they they literally are just a joke right now. but The good thing is if this league does get pushed back for
2: coronavirus, Tottenham will have most of their players Yeah, back. they're getting a lot of players So yeah. this back. might be a blessing in disguise for them if you think about it. Yeah. They take a little break, rejuvenate uh, Kane's son. Um, birdvine comes back, and then maybe they just push for a, for a Euro- Europa League spot
0: when they, the league starts back up again, if it does, yeah. you know? If it does, yeah. If it does, yeah. If it, let's say, hypothetically, if if and when this league comes back, it is a blessing in disguise for a number of clubs that were just yeah. injury-stricken. Yeah. I know Chelsea, we have about Chelsea seven or eight well, injuries yeah. right now. But all these players are, if when it comes back, they're going to be back in – you know, back in the shape of their lives. I mean, I already see Pulisic getting mean touches on the ball. He's ready to play. Tamey Abraham. It looks fine. I feel like
1: everybody's gonna be ready to play once it's back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be like the start of a season start again. An exactly. season, yeah, which is what we need. You know, this is some really sad times. So yeah, it's so really just good looking for the the positive to keep in the in the forefront. You know, hopefully yeah. this all goes away soon and we can get back to some great soccer. Yeah. 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 So let's uh, let's say like if we should speak with these games as if like let's say there it was there was no weird pandemic going yeah. on do you see red bull as a true dark horse in this uh threat? yeah for sure Champions League i League? i could
1: see them for a couple clubs yeah i could see them um giving a psg a hard time
2: yeah with a good draw i think they can make it pretty far i don't think they're making yeah, it to the finals it all depends i don't think they're making it to the finals but like still i think they have a good shot
0: of making semis if they get a good a good road there yeah, i feel
1: like they're this season's ajax
0: yeah, I said I mentioned that in a couple of episodes back that they have a very similar squad mm-hmm. to the um very a lot of similarities to the Ajax squad mm-hmm. um last season, and I'm still going to stick to it just because of how comfortably they they pushed aside this Tottenham team. Mm-hmm. I can I can seriously see them sh- showing up and giving Bar- a Barcelona or a Bayern a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. They gave Bayern a lot of trouble. It both in both home and away matches this season in yeah. the Bundesliga. Yeah, it was
2: a 1-1 the last game that they played, correct? 0-0. 0-0. Yeah, right, 0-0. that, that both, game was crazy. That mm-hmm. was such
0: a good game because both teams had five, six clear chances that they just didn't score and if Leipzig just had a little bit of luck, they would have beaten Bayern. Mm-hmm. And so I if they could they and Bayern is like a a favorite to win the Champions League every season. Yeah. So they, the fact they, that they keep sticking to them like that. They are my favorite to make to the finals. Yeah. So if they can take it to a Bayern, they can take it to a Barcelona, to a PSG, to a uh, to a Real Madrid, a Man City, mm. um, to an Atletico Madrid. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah, so I seriously think they could, they could, even get it to a final. Um, Atletico Madrid is muted on all social medias for me, <laughs> <laughs> rightly so. That was a <clears throat> a very frustrating game. Yep. i would say so we jump into that one. let's just right jump into that yeah one. it was Dana. frustrating
2: it was honestly more than frustrating it was just heartbreaking man because it was a tale of of two different games it felt like um for 94 minutes we looked like the best team in the world like that was our best performance i think our best 90 minutes all season mm. bar maybe the manchester city game that was our best 90 minutes complete game all season because we had i think one shot on target uh, they had one shot on target against us. Um, we had about 22 shots on target. Uh, I know you guys hit yeah. the post a couple we times. We did. Robertson hit the oh, crossbar. Robertson was yeah. crazy. And it was it was about 22 shots after 90 minutes, and we could only get one goal in. And I don't know. I don't know if it was just we felt like we would we were always going to score eventually, yeah. so we didn't well, we didn't really care about the finishing because Oblak, all right, Oblak was about, best player yeah, Oblak is amazing. Yeah, he was, he was insane. He, he, he always, he was a big so part controlled. of that. Yeah, because he made about six or seven saves that I just wouldn't expect that goalkeeper mm-hmm. to make. Like any other goalkeeper, we were up, we'd be up four zero by 90 minutes. Uh, but with Oblak in there, he made three or four key, key saves yeah. and kept the game at one zero, which favored Athletico going into extra time. Um, even though we scored four minutes into extra time, with Roberto Firmino, I called that last week that he was going to make his uh, debut at Anfield, scoring. Um He did for the but, season. For the season, yeah, but he did. But f- what? Three minutes later, we got conceded.
0: Yeah, uh, it was. Michael
1: Jodente came on as a substitute. Yeah, right.
0: Yep. Yeah. He was the fourth sub. Yeah. It was, no, no, sorry. Morato was Marato the fourth sub, was, he Yeah, sub. He was the third. Yeah.
2: Um, it was a frustrating one because you you just always like as a supporter. I've seen these games before you just don't, you're not going to lose. I knew in my heart that we weren't going to lose that. We weren't going to get scored on. We were going to, once we scored that second goal, we're good. Maybe we'd catch a third. If not, we'd finish the game 2-0. And then when that goal went in, my heart sunk. And when the second goal went in, my heart sunk even more.
0: Yeah, it was kind of game over after that.
2: Yeah, after that, it was game over. And I just felt, I just felt dead inside.
0: Yeah. It's a hard, it's it's always hard to to lose in overtime, but the greatest um, thing about this game is it never comes down, a game rarely ever comes down to the keepers at both ends, but this, this game was truly a, truly a battle of was, keepers. Was one based on the two keepers that were on. Yeah. Obviously the there are a lot more
2: moving parts than just that. Yeah. But if you really break it down, O'Block kept them in the game and kept only two goals. Two goals was fine for them because they just needed one. Yeah, He kept more goals out of the net and Adrian let
0: goals in the net that he just shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah, and he he also had basic mistakes at the feet with not yeah. even like ha, like a, a, just a poor attempt at saving, but just and just all around error with the ball at his feet. Yeah. the, the sh- absolute shitty clearance. It was terrible. Um, that he couldn't even, as a keeper, I feel like your clearances you should just aim for just getting it in the air. Yeah, getting and in. And he just as whacked that, it, and it was just on the floor straight to straight to was it to yeah or um, I forgot. No, it was not, to Jao
2: Felix, I think. Yeah,
0: and then he gave it and off to Jordan off. Yep,
2: it was to Jao Felix, yeah. yeah. And But one thing I want to point out is I, w- I want your guys' opinion on this uh, because I've been saying this for a little and it finally came and bit us in the ass. Um, the away goal rule, when it goes to extra time, do you think it should still stand? I think so. Because of the fact that how much time did Liverpool have to score an away goal? We had 90, 90 minutes. minutes. How much time did Atletico have to score an away goal? 120 minutes.
0: Yeah, because the first game was away for them, Mm -hmm. and then they had the extra time. So
2: there's there's that added benefit of being able to play the away leg second in case what happens happened, a 0-1 win, and then a 1-0 win where it pushes extra time and all you need is one away goal and the other team needs to score two. In my opinion, I mean... Obviously, I probably wouldn't be bringing this up if we didn't lose based on this, but its I think it's a fundamentally wrong rule where once a game goes to extra time in a Champions League second leg, the away goal rule should be taken away, and yeah. it should just be strictly goals. So if you tie the, second, the extra time period 1-1, you go to penalties.
0: Yeah. Well— it's a it's an a complete advantage from before any game, first leg or second leg is even played because you already have the schedule of it of who gets the away leg second. So you already know mm-hmm. going into that first leg game that whoever is home first, they have that away goal advantage yeah. with if it ever goes to extra time. Mm-hmm. And in the Champions League the it rarely, it doesn't rarely, but it's uncommon that the game goes to extra time. Yeah. Yeah. But when it does, I truly do think I'm going to uh, agree with you mm-hmm. that it should just be the away goal rule, just kind of, it ends at 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, ends at 90 minutes. Yeah. I agree. And then after extra time, it's just a, a simple regular game just mm-hmm. going back and forth because yeah. it isn't fair that one team gets an extra 30 minutes of with the away goal rule. It's almost like that goal counts as two. It does. And, and that's really, what the
2: announcer said in the game. They yeah. said that after, um, after they scored that first goal they said that goal counted as two yeah and it just it's rough because you're it's an extra time period it's it's not like you plan for for 120 minutes like you each team should get 90 minutes to score that away goal even time and then after that is just you know
0: goals to goals but the, the only issue with this is that i think a that games need to for it to change this rule i think a lot of games need to end up like how it did in yeah, this, they're, which are not going to happen a lot it. yeah they're not going to to make a happens. substantial yeah. change yeah because that's what that's because it i think this kind of change of the rules is, is very similar to adding the fourth substitution and extra time mm-hmm. a lot of complaints need to be happening from various clubs yeah. for it to make a change and you don't even see liverpool complaining about at least these Liverpool officials, you don't see them complaining about this away-go-roll. Yeah, no. After I mean, there's minutes. not many you need people... like, here Klopp to say something. There's
2: not many people that are complaining yeah. about this because, I mean, it's always it's always been like this. Yeah. It's never been, like, a new change like how we've had a couple new changes in the Premier League this past year. This has always been like this, but I just think it's fundamentally wrong. Um, that's just my take on it, though.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, It, it is really shitty when you're, shitty when you're the last one. Mm-hmm. Either way, they are through
2: if there is... The next le- In the next uh, round of the Champions League, Atletico Madrid have advanced, and, uh, yeah, that's hard to take.
0: Yeah, it is hard to take, but don't worry about it. Atletico, you know, props to them. They, I'm re- they pretty sure they barely got out of this leg alive. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, nobody
1: with, thought. None, and none of us
2: thought Atletico would pull it yeah. off. And no, I think every but other they're not team. Getting, especially the way they but but they're not getting past the
0: next leg, no. if there is one.
2: Every other team in Europe that's still in the competition. Side of a huge breath after Atletico just won that because yeah I think I think Liverpool play besides po- possibly Bayern Liverpool play the best attacking or the best total soccer in right. in the Champions League and I think that was evident in our game we completely dominated for ninety plus minutes um, and to have that team out of the the Champions League is is huge so I think that really bumps Manchester City Bayern and then. I don't know who else, maybe PSG now that yeah. they're through, to have like more
0: hope because I think this is like a lot easier for a route now. Yeah. And they definitely have will get motivation from Liverpool getting out. Mm-hmm. Um now on to the uh Atalanta Valencia game. Yeah. And if there game. was ever a team that could emphasize just the whole goals, you score more goals and you win and you just win, mm-hmm. it's Atalanta. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. No matter they how many goals scoring. they conceded, they always just scored, scored more goals. Again. This was such a, an exciting game, um, just as a, just a general spectator. But yeah, what a crazy game and what a great win for them as continuing to be the dark horse of this uh, mm. tournament. Let me just point out: these games are insane with no fans. You hear everything. Yeah, yeah. you hear so all the calls. It's really cool. Honestly, yeah. it's
2: it's cool to be able to uh, to you know throw it on and and hear everything that the like the referee coach. calls, all the players say. The coach yelling at the, the players. Yeah, the coach, and then that real life like celebration when a team gets a goal. Yeah, you hear them all scream. yeah. yeah screaming and talking to each other. It's it's honestly pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, um, so it
0: makes I mean, you feel like you're a lot close. You're like you're so. It feels like you're more present in there than just mm-hmm. watching it on TV. Because when you're watching it on TV, you're also hearing a lot of noise from the fans. So yeah. he, it's, it's almost like a sense of realism that's added to it, which yeah. is, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, these behind closed doors games aren't as bad as I thought. Yeah. Yeah, Atalanta was uh on fire. illisage was on fire. Yeah. Four goals, man of the match. And then uh Atalanta don't uh what? They uh they said at the end of the game they had a, they held up a shirt for their hometown and said this game was for you, um which was a cool little sentiment yeah. for them because I know they're all on on complete lockdown now. So.
1: He actually donated the game ball oh, the to the ball. hospital.
2: Yeah, to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. That is a really nice gesture, especially
0: because Italy was the the first European country to be affected on such a wide scale. So they saw game uh, postponing and rescheduling way before any mm -hmm. other country did. So, and now it's kind of just every country is just following the footsteps of, like, the protocols they're taking, you know, as this virus spreads. So shout out to them because it's kind of like they were, like, the role models on how to handle it. Mm.
2: Huge win for Atalanta. Yeah. I mean we always thought they were probably going through anyway but this was a nice way to cap it off the second leg.
0: Yeah, when you're when you're 3 goals ahead it kind of seems mm-hmm. Dennis, um, done and dusted but you know Valencia still stuck it to them yeah. and and tried to get any kind of uh, result out of it so shout out to them. And the last game uh, of the Champions League uh, for this round was PSG Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Nice calm two nil victory for yeah. PSG. I was so Un- disappointed unexpected for me.
1: I had Dortmund going through. I, I yeah, I was PSG so disappointed going
0: through. So I was I was pretty. <clears throat> I
2: wasn't happy because I wanted Dortmund to go through, like I had said. Um, I wasn't surprised at all that PSG went through because this is what they they do. They in the past have been losing these games, but I think that they really were just like this is like our our last chance. If yeah. they don't win this, Neymar's gone. Mbappe's gone, their coach is gone. It's just, it's a must-win for them, and I think they really showed that in how they dominated the play.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they were able to keep Durbin um, scoreless. For clean yeah. yeah, for sure. Um,
0: yeah, because all three of us pre- pre- yeah, predicted I that did. Durbin I gets at least sure one, one goal, goal. Yeah. especially behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but they, they didn't. And yeah, no. Yeah, surprisingly, a really, really sound performance from PSG, but... yeah, um, not happy about it because I've never liked PSG. No, I do not like them, um, yeah. especially after the antics that happened after the game with them uh, taunting Holland and his mm-hmm. celebration yeah, in the locker that's and and room. It's, it's just trashy. It's no class, trashy. you know. You're 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 taunting a 19 year old like I mean, look it came who came from. He's younger
2: he's younger and more successful Neymar. than half the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: Mbappe.
1: Neymar is is. <clears throat> uh, well. Did Neymar do it on the field? Yeah, When
2: after he scored, he did it on the field. Did it, which is even more of disrespect. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can now, just after this, I can truly see Holland just becoming the reincarnation of Zlatan Ibrahimovic on the field. Just yeah. how, of a, how much of a yeah. savage yeah. that can be bred from I this. I see that already. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, all right. So there's, uh, now just thinking about it through my head. There's one thing doing it on the field, and you just, you know, you're doing it for some shithousery. Like, just, well, I mean, you, you score, for you the do banter. That, that, yeah, for the banter, you do that celebration. It is what it is. But for them all to, like, afterwards, uh, in they the did changing it a room, of a bunch of times sit down and take photos like in that room, instagram room, like lives instagram live like yeah that. they're all like outside of the stadium with the fans doing that like yeah. it's just a little too much yeah i think it just well
1: it, it supposedly came because um I, I i guess there was a picture of holland in in paris saying this is my city before the game really but supposedly it wasn't even like it was a a, a fake picture like somebody oh, edited someone, like, it. photoshopped it yeah oh, okay and then because uh, yeah i saw that 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 report that came out that said that didn't even really happen they just took it to a whole nother level and this is just another reason
2: why I do not like psG yeah you know yeah. at the end of the day I mean I
1: don't I don't think PSG will make it past this
0: I don't want them to and I think they could but yeah. I also don't think this is the strongest PSG side in the in the most recent no. years I'd argue like last season Cavani was actually playing a lot more and was more informed than he is now he can't he can barely make the field um losing his Cardi- a couple years back kind of hurts them as well. So I don't think, I think they, depending on who they match up, who they get in the next rounds, um, they could definitely move on, but mm-hmm. yeah, they won't, they won't see in a Champions League title. No, they won't
2: see the Champions League title. Yeah. Sometime between now and when the, uh, final happens, Neymar will get injured and he'll sit, he'll sit <laughs> yeah. out a game or two. Or get sick. Or get sick. Shows yeah.
0: about his sister's birthday party or something. Thank gosh. Yeah.
2: Throws his own all white bar- party. Did you see that? He, uh, he, he missed out on a game because he was sick and then threw like an all-white yeah. party, like an all-white Louis Vuitton party. Yeah. And everyone had to show up in all-white. And I was like, dude, you're just... Like, none of his teammates showed up because they were like training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was which, like,
0: is, which is crazy because he's like... It's almost like the only players that get to the truly top, top of the game known as like the best ever, the ones who, you know... You only see them working so hard yeah, to do this. Are the and ones he, that are dedicated, yeah, and that's like Ronaldo, yeah. Messi, mm-hmm. multiple, multiple legends of the past. But all the definitely the the people, the players today that are you could say are just the most talent, have so so much talent. Paul Pogba, Neymar, um, Eden Hazard, but they're also probably the the, the least the least hardworking yeah, of any of the footballer. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine the. The levels they could get if they had the same work the work ethic Lukaku, of Ronaldo yeah, and Messi. I yeah.
1: mean, I, I, that's a thing in Brazil, though. Like, Ronaldinho was a huge party goer. Yeah. He like, yeah. went to a lot of parties. The uh, Brazilian Ronaldo. I don't think Ronaldinho was ever fit for a game in yeah. his life. Rubinho.
0: He was had a little bit of a gut. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But he would mag the shit out of anyone that tried to oh, get the man. ball from him. Mm-hmm. Speaking the of Ronaldinho, to shout some, out to Ronaldinho
2: people. balling out in that uh,
0: prison this week. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I see. Well, that. speaking of that, let's uh, run man, right into, uh, into, into that uh, thing. So earlier this week, um, Megan Rapino after the, the She Believes Cup, after the U.S. Women's, women's National Team uh, won the cup against, I think they played Japan, and they, they won like 3-1, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, right after the game, um, around that time also, the some reports came out about the – the lawyers that that are helping this uh, uh, women's national team get equal pay came out and and, and said that that they're not going to help them anymore just based on the fact that they believe that the men's game requires more uh, more skill um, and specifically speed and strength um, and obviously you can any of the any of the women on that national team are not going to be happy about it but specifically Megan Rapinoe being the face she came out and said some comments so um, what do you guys think about that? um well first
2: of all i don't know how this comes out from the u.s federation yeah this is it's something that could have easily been like like stopped before it happened right because you know at the end of the day it's the like wording on paper or something that someone says will always get you in trouble so just double check cross your t's dot your i's and make sure that you don't say anything that's like really like bad to put out in the press that can come out and bite in the ass and they did i mean to say that it is um it, it takes more responsibility to to suit up for the men's team than the women's team is is a little derogatory yeah um i'm not going to argue with the strength and, and and skill of the men's game i think it goes without saying that the men need to be stronger to yeah. play in the men's game but that's just you know it's so like the com- men's
0: game is played at a completely yeah. different pace it's, it's like comparing two different sports on, yeah. honestly at
2: the end of the day yeah um because of this the head the president of US Federation Soccer decided to step down so this is definitely something that
0: yeah. So he knows it's a mistake. He knows, he knows it's a mistake. That something
2: something's in the wrong. I think
1: uh,
2: the women's national team is so successful. It's it's hard to deny them like pay like equal to the men's team. Like if you're the men's team, yeah. you're playing for this this country and you play soccer, you should get paid the same as the women's, even if the women are winning completely way more um, and getting like the more prize money from from their their World Cup, they should get paid the exact same base. No matter yeah. what, for both teams, exactly, and the only difference in pay
0: should be based on winning, and and uh, that's my take on it. Yeah, if you look at it, if you look at like this, women's they obviously get the uh, get a bonus um, for winning these uh, the world cup, the world cup, yeah. just any tournament. Mm-hmm. The the U.S. men's team doesn't see that doesn't yeah. see that bonus because uh-huh. you they they don't win many
2: uh, mm.
0: tournaments outside CONCACAF. Yeah, but it it, it does go. A lot deeper than just comparing um, the U.S. men's and women's. Um, this is like a like a for all, like comparing all men's soccer to all women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Men are in in total. Men are just paid more because if you look at everything outside the World Cup, men the. Anything Champions League, Premier League, La Liga—all that is there's so much tension on that sports mm-hmm. outside of just the World Cup. And then there's the Euros that everyone looks at as well. Mm-hmm. When you look at women's soccer, it's the Women's World Cup and then the Olympics. And you don't see—I know I don't see a lot of talk about you know the the NASL, the the NWSL, mm-hmm. and the in the women's league specific to the, to the United States, and then specific women's leagues in in, in over in Europe. Yeah. So. Shout, you out, have to take to, that shout out to for equal the play. Leon
2: women's team though. Leon, What's up? The Leon women's team is dirty.
0: Oh yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. they're very good. Yeah.
2: that Leon team is dirt.
0: Yeah. So I mean, for you, for it's just a you have to take all that under consideration because obviously the argument is just on based on women, the U.S. women's and men's. Obviously, women should be paid more mm-hmm. um, and equal just because their achievements outweigh the men's achievements. Yep. But
1: but it doesn't go beyond that. Yeah, you can't go beyond that. A
0: a big fixture in that is,
2: though, the the fact of of revenue based on on, uh, TV streaming and sponsorship deals and everything like that. So something that I remember reading from the last World Cup is that a team that would make it to the quarterfinals of the Men's World Cup gets paid more than the team that wins the Women's World Cup based on revenue and sponsorships and TV uh, viewership that gets brought in from the Men's World Cup compared to the Women's World Cup, which is... It's, I mean, it makes sense at the end of the day. Yeah. If, if if your sports take them as two completely separate sports, if one gets more viewership and breaks in more money, the winner is going to win more than the other sport that breaks in less viewership and gets less money. Right. right. Um, but that's at a a, a national like a global level <coughs> through through uh, FIFA. I think our U.S. Confederation uh, should be paying both base of both teams the exact same. Yeah. And then anything after that is prize winners, sponsorship deals, everything like that mm-hmm. is based on that viewership. And you can't, at the end of the day, the women can't complain that, that the men are going to make more by winning the World Cup than them winning the World Cup because they get more View. viewers. So, yep. I mean, that makes sense. Well, but I, but I, base makes sense to Pamble the same, yeah. right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I see that as well. But then um, I feel like when women are trying to qualify for the World Cup or play or are playing qualifying games, it's when there's still club football for mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. So nobody's really watching the qualifying games. The, yeah. the only time they view the women is when it's the World Cup. Yeah. Right. Because, because She believes it's in the qualifiers. Summers. Yeah, the she believes qualifiers were during um Yeah. During all the major leagues. And, right. and then for that it's different for the men because then when the men are qualifying, other countries are qualifying too. So club soccer stops. stops. Yep. So everybody's viewing the men exactly. qualify. Yeah. yeah, because there's nothing else to watch on exactly. TV. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I didn't think about that so huh. i mean i think it's it's tough for them to get equal pay mm-hmm. i mean i see where they're coming from yeah. obviously because they win the world cup they're, they yeah. win the big trophies um but besides like outside of the women's it's very little countries in women's soccer that are actually putting up a fight yeah, yeah. it's not as competitive right just be
0: talent wise mm mm-hmm. um but to add on to that, I mean, just to – before I get into it, I'm gonna clarify, I do believe that the women's team should get equal pay. Yeah. Um but comparing this women's team the US team to like every other um women's like uh, national team, they're really pampered compared to, to to the compared to like the the other women's teams because you see for all like the women's World Cup um like promotions, commercials, it's like the the US team that's the face for like like being broadcast as like globally. Mm-hmm. But the face is being uh being uh, on the commercials for like the men's world cup. You might see one US US player on those commercials. You'll but you'll see the Messi's, the Ronaldos, yeah. the Neymar, the that Mbappes, you know. So when it comes to the men's and the women's, the for the men's world cup, you see all the big global stars, but for the women's world cup, you see a lot of the US. US. So they mm-hmm. get a lot more money um compared to to the other team so they definitely do have it a lot better off than other nations um but but respect where it's due because they do win and they're they are the face because they win so much
2: yeah yeah so you gotta yeah i agree they do get uh because if you look how many times do you see a uh a german women's national team uh commercial you never you never exactly i mean it could be because i'm not in germany watching the game i don't know but um but Yeah, I do see often women World Cup uh women's national team commercials uh on TV but I don't know, man, this is a hard this is a hard one to yeah, answer. It's, it's a tough like cuz I don't know the whole the whole background of of
0: how their pay structure goes. Yeah, exactly. we don't know. I am not clearly there is clearly they see a difference and, like, and, 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 and they, they get the numbers yeah. from somewhere because they know their numbers but they must clearly see that the men are making a lot more. And shout out to the to the to the US men's because they are in full support of the women mm-hmm. and i feel like that alone should at least make a change because the, if the ones that are being paid more are in agreement that the that the le- the people that are making less should mm-hmm. make more i feel like that's enough grounds to do it um but clearly it isn't
2: bro the men suck bro why do we get paid so much <laughs> yeah. we suck we suck we suck we suck That, that maybe that's... pay them less and they'll work harder I hate this team, bro. Yeah, I feel. I feel like that's the the
1: problem is though, like because the U.S. men are not that good and they're getting paid so a lot. I'm guessing a lot more than the women's that are actually doing really well. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's where the problem comes. Yeah, because they're not showing results.
0: But the men's, but the to get into the whole (laughs) like why the men have like such horrible success, Mm -hmm. it's not the players because we have such talented young players it's our it's pipeline. The stupid it's a Federation pipeline. yeah it's a stupid Federation and it's a stu- it all starts from the Federation that they choose to hire MLS coaches to coach the national team mm-hmm. and they are just not they're not they're they're not qualified I don't think Greg Burhalter is qualified he, to, no. to coach this team no they're not he's not and then you have the USSF that's at like advising these players to stay in the MLS because they're like, oh, don't take a risk to go to Europe um, when you might not be able to um, to have success there and then get on the national team. If you play in the MLS, you're essentially the first faces that the coach sees because the coach is from the MLS. Mm-hmm. And the level in the MLS is just not there yet. Go, and they,
2: they tell them, at the young age, go to the MLS academies, yeah. the young academies. Then go to college, and then we'll draft you out of college and yeah. play for the MLS. This pipeline that we have is so out of
0: date. And it's, it's, so it's bad. what
2: other countries just don't yeah. use. They
0: yeah. don't use anything like this. And the whole goal for this is so the US, the, the USSF just circulates their money into their own system yeah. so they get mm-hmm. more money. They already probably are pissed about a number of bright young talents that they missed out on money-wise that went to Europe. That have gone Europe. Giorena, mm-hmm. um, Pulisic, mm-hmm. Weston McKinney, Dude, Tyler they, Adams. They could
2: have made so much. Like, thinking logically, the U.S. Federation could have made so much more money on Pulisic. If Pulisic would have been transferred from from any MLS team to Chelsea instead of being transferred from Dortmund yeah. to Chelsea, as well as all the, the the rights and sponsors and and TV time that Pulisic gets because he is that bright star of the yeah. US national team, exactly from a European club, he wouldn't get that from from yeah. MLS. Even if he was at the MLS and played at the exact same level, he would be looked down at, at a different way. Yeah,
0: and he but but when he went to Europe, he wasn't even on the map for no, USA because he was sixteen years old. It was was a I'm, I believe he was um, he started doing like homeschooling for high school mm-hmm. and finished early um, and went to dormant I remember I remember um, like in his first season at his breakout season, he during a break um, in the Bundesliga I think the winter break mm-hmm. he went back to he went back to Philly just so he can go to his high school prom really yeah with his, with his old friends. Oh, that's cool. so I think that was really cool. but yeah they they missed out on a lot in but that's the who cares that you're not missing out on that money. You're gonna make so much money, more money in the long run, if your national team gets results, and yeah. the only way you get that is you send them to Europe, where all the they're playing against the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And now Weston, Weston McKennie, Tyler Adams, Pulisic—they're like seasoned European players, like—and yet Greg Bolton... obviously they're being put, be, they're being called to the team, but there's so many bright young stars in Europe that are not getting looked at and being overlooked by the Sebastian Lett gets and. Um, uh-huh. the, um, I don't know. There's so many that, um, so many players that get over that they get the pick over, uh, European players that are from the MLS. So it's just so frustrating. And all that affects, um, all that affects the success at, at the national team level that then gets shamed because the men looked at as garbage, yeah. but it's not the player's fault. It's really not. It is,
2: it is completely our pipeline. And if you look, Europe does it so well like the Ajax Academy. There is no better of a pinnacle of, sp- of sports mm-hmm. from youth than the Ajax Academy, yeah. and they do everything right. They have Van der Sar in charge. They, um, they start those players so young. They do a half-schooling process, a half-soccer process, and every single day these kids are, are getting professional training from age seven, I want to say, six or seven, something like that. And in the United States, we, just, we follow like a, a, a line, like as if almost like what the NFL does. Like you play high school. And then you, college. You play like a college. You play AAU as well, like or whatever the the like competitive football is while yeah. you're in co- high school. You go to college. While you're in college, you do really well. Then you go from there to the draft. You get drafted to a team, and you play for your domestic league. That's not how it should be. Yeah. That's what other countries are ten steps ahead of us. Yeah, and that's why these players mm-hmm. want to go to Europe, and that's why they're succeeding in Europe, and that's why they're going there and then making the bigger money.
0: Yeah, but I think. Um, I don't know, it's a weird thing to think about because if you look at like the the system development that you were explaining, you you see in the United States that they focus on high school and mm-hmm. then they prioritize playing in college before they get to that professional yeah. level. Like get your degree mm-hmm. before you get to the NBA, the NFL, the the NHL. But in Europe, they're almost seen as you could do you can do them separately. Like in Europe, you see them going through the development academies, but then when they hit eighteen. And they're because I they, they believe they finish they finish high school when they're sixteen. Yeah. And so when they get to eighteen and they're done with the youth academy, they're already looking at to playing professional football at these clubs. Yeah. Not even yeah. thinking about uh, U- university like, postgraduate. For them. Yeah. you
2: know. Uni is not a choice for them.
0: Yeah. They could. All, I mean, it is a choice. Well, but yeah. Like uni is a choice if they don't make it. Yeah. In, if they don't. If they don't make it. Yeah. 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 But
2: most of those kids don't want to. Yeah. Like, go to the university. They want to continue with that academy and try to make it to their that professional team yeah. Yeah. break into the but B team and the it, A team
1: going through that uh, those couple of years in college they're getting started kind of late mm. so yeah, I think, um, yeah what's his
0: name Jordan Morris didn't start playing for the national team until he was 22 and finished with Stanford I'm pretty sure he was in his last semester at Stanford when he got his first US national team um, call-up and then after school he had teams in Europe that wanted to get him but mm. the Bremen was one of them but he chose to go Seattle Sounders and but Imagine if the if the youth set up in the United States wasn't so oriented on college first. and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, you know, college first, no. but it is. Um if like if the if Europe can do it where they can keep them separate, why can't the US do it? Mm-hmm. And just imagine just the, the type of development that Jordan Morris could have had if, if he was playing for yeah. professional soccer for sure. by the by the age of eighteen mm-hmm. instead of twenty three, you know? Yeah. So definitely an interesting topic. Yeah, I agree.
2: All right, and you know what that sound means. We have our viewer questions, or actually, today we only have one viewer question, and that one comes from Julian the Cut on Twitter. His question was Would you take Prime Henri or Prime
0: Rooney and why? Oof, I guess I'll start us off. Go for it. I'm gonna say I'm taking Prime Henri. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, um, because just how lethal he was, um, how many goals he was score. and it was more than the fact of how lethal is he, he was so talented. Just the way, the, the the crazy, like, wonder goals that he was able to produce yep. were just, just top class. My favorite one was him getting played a ball with his back to goal, yes, and he chips it up, chip turns and around, boom. and just yeah. sc- hits a screamer volley. it's insane. Yeah, not, without even knowing where the goal is, pers- like, d- exactly. I mean, that kind of quality is, you can bring a team from just a whole nother level, and... It, at the end of the day, it is a tough choice because Prime Rooney is another is a whole other monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely prefer uh, Prime Henry.
1: Yeah, I, I would take Prime Henry any day because he was a beast at Arsenal and then went continued to be a beast at Barcelona. <laughs> so And then and then he still did so well for um, New York Red Bulls. Yeah, New York Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much as a coach,
2: <laughs> but uh, I'd, I'd take Prime Henry any day. Yeah, uh, it's hard to go for Rooney on this one. It's it's just Henri all the way. Um, if you ever need a man to get a a ninety first minute handball in the box and then score on Ireland to go to the <laughs> World Cup, Henri is your man. <laughs> he he did the unthinkable and got away with
0: it. Why is it always the it's always the top striker that does some kind of bullshit like that? Yeah, Suarez in the just knockout rounds, The, round the, the Slatan
1: against uh, England. Who
2: Slatan when he backheeled it. From like almost half, yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, Henri is just a sensational player. Rooney is, to be fair, Rooney is a generational player Imagine. as well. But I think Henri is the definition of a pure class footballer. Yeah, and in every aspect. So, I think we're all unanimous on this one. Yeah, Henri. Yeah. Screw Rooney. <laughs> <laughs>
0: honestly. <laughs> credit for credit as man. Great player, but, man, he was a proper mug. Dude, I can't stop thinking. Every time I think of Rooney, I think of that damn celebration
2: after he hit the overhead kick where he just put his arms backwards. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> I just
0: dumb. feel like if you're not, if you're if you're anyone but a main U fan, you just don't like Rooney.
2: Dude, man's got to get hair implants.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he started growing hair late. <laughs> that man was bald and young
2: by the time he was 28 he looked about 40 yeah
0: (laughs) well he looked yeah he looked older as like a 20 year old because when it was like 2021 that was when he was stupid bald like he was really bald he looked old as hell it's almost like he got younger as he went because he got the hair implants implants, and he started styling his hair a little bit but yeah (laughs) shout out to ju for that question yeah thank Thank you for that question it was very good
2: All right, and uh, with that one viewer question, that wraps up another episode. Make sure if you guys have anything you want us to talk about in the next episode, you know it's going to be a little dry. It is. Yep, we got no sports coming in for the next little bit. But don't worry, we have some stuff planned for you. Uh, Drop us some questions, drop us some comments, what you want to hear for the next episode, and we'll get to them. Uh, Thank you for sending in that question, Julian. Uh, With that, we wrap up another episode of the 3D Experience. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at the3dexperience and then underscore at the end. Also, check out our Instagram page and take a look at our new website, thespectatorsports.com, where you can find some great sports content for your self-quarantine periods. It's a sad time for sports, guys, but uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Every Tuesday morning, as always. Thank you for listening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Stay safe and have a great day. Peace.